The Weekend Habit, a lively discussion on all things education on Twitter chat using hashtag GuroChat. Happening every Saturday, simulcast on YouTube Live and Facebook Live. Let's get this going! There you go! Hi everyone! Welcome to episode 5 of The Weekend Habit, hashtag GuroChat. And for those of you who are new to the show... Every Saturday at 9.30 in the morning, me and a group of teachers, we discuss education topics for an hour, and we discuss this in a Twitter chat. And then everything gets recorded on YouTube as well and on Facebook, and it also gets exported to a podcast in Anchor. So if you miss this, don't worry, because you're still going to be able to watch us, and you're still going to be able to listen to us after. So we do this in a Q1A1 format. You'll be able to see that in a few Q stands for questions and A for answers, and the responses always include our hashtag, which is hashtag GuroChat. So every time you answer on Twitter, you have to put the hashtag GuroChat. So for those of you who are not on Twitter, it's fine. Don't worry about it because uh, you can still comment here on Facebook and on YouTube. So today we are joined by two teachers, actually three. The other one is going to be late. So... (laughs) We will roast him, don't worry. <laughs> uh, we have uh, two amazing teachers here and lovely teachers also. We have Lisa Requiso. She's at the Requisos in Twitter. And we also have Riza at Riza Picho on Twitter. Right, so let me share my screen. Shavra, <laughs> hello. Uh, Lisa, can you introduce yourself and tell us where you're from? Yes, hi. Uh, I'm Lisa. I'm now in the Philippines. I'm in Las Piñas. Um, but um, I've been teaching um, internationally since 2008. And now I am currently based in Dhaka, Bangladesh. Oh, nice. I, I forgot to ask you if you, um, if you like Indian food now because... Isn't it kind of the same? The same. Surprisingly, cuisine? I actually learned to uh, learned how to eat Indian food in Tbilisi, Georgia, because yeah? um, there were yeah because there were many Indian students who are studying medicine there, and so they yeah. brought their food with them, and that's where. And then I was also very close to a good Indian friend of mine, a co-teacher, and so she introduced us to the plethora of Indian food so yeah 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 oh so if you don't actually, know I've, I've, yeah I was I uh, love Indian food buyer <laughs> that is good that is good yeah. because that's kind of a requirement isn't it or, or else you're not gonna survive <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah but, <laughs> I, I, but Bangladeshi food and Indian food are quite similar um, yes. However, um, Bangladeshi food is uh, can be extremely spicy so, Very South Indian. Yeah, Bangladesh is like south, south uh, east of India, and they used to be part of India, right? Uh, no, until no, they 19- used to be part of Pakistan, which is also part of India. Both yes, of them used to be part of India, so yes, yes. they were like southeast of India, next to well. Uh, I'm not going to bore you with geography, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, India has always been a fascination of mine. Well, I had an ex-boyfriend, many, many stories about it, but um, <laughs> I, learned, I learned how to cook Indian food. I used to do um, Indian, what do you call this, Indian uh, dinner dinner party right. here for vegetarians, right. mostly Indian food. So, yes. before you leave for Bangladesh, I have to cook for you. I hope that the quarantine gets lifted soon. So, Siriza naman. Riza, tell us about you. Hi, good morning. Dami ko lang natutunan just with the introduction. Bangladesh, <laughs> part of being an Indian uh, right. country. So, oh, that's it. this is great. So, I like uh, spending week- weekends with both of you and the rest of the teachers. Because I get to learn more. I get to, you know, have different perspective of things. So, hi everyone. I'm Lisa. I'm a physical education teacher. Um, kindergarten to fifth grade before, but this school year and last year, fifth grade. So, if you have anything 
if you need anything about fifth grade education, then just send me a message and welcome to our weekend habit. Yes. yes. Welcome everybody to the weekend habit. So this is gonna be uh this is a weekly thing for us. This is again our fifth week, so we've been at it for a whole month now, and we are not wow. gonna stop. We are actually soliciting some ideas from you guys. What do you want to hear around education? And if you would like to hear more about um, or know topics in education, even ed tech, uh, mostly ed tech topics here in the Philippines, then uh, please let us know. Uh, write down in the comments uh, in your YouTube box. There's a Q&A down below or next to your screen. Or here on Facebook, you would have it below your screen. We're actually streaming uh, live right now in my my page, in the GTEC Guru page, and also uh, YouTube. All right, so let's get on with our introductions on Twitter. Um, just to give you kind of a quick backgrounder here, here is our, um, our Twitter chat right now. And I'm just going to put my phone on silent. It's going to get really super duper uh, noisy in a while. So here on Twitter, you'll find that a lot of the tweets would be under the hashtag Guru Chat. And uh, I have my first uh, question here, which is our uh, introduction. Introduce yourself, your location, which is what we just did, and share a new thing that you learned or did this week. So... Uh, yeah, we. I have. Um, I have Laffy here saying that he learned how to make Panda Express's orange chicken last week. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, you should show us. How about you guys? What did you learn? What did you? What new thing did you uh, do or learn this week? Share it with us. Don't be shy. Yeah. <laughs> did you anything, learn anything it can new? Be, yes. It can, oh, are you asking me, Mary? Yes, I am. Yes. yes. Okay. So uh, this week uh, it's school day. So mostly I learned all about things I will need for my classes. The new updates of Flipgrid, the courses yes. in CISO. Wow. That's exciting. So, everything about what I need for my class because I need to be very specific. What I learned is that my students need very specific instructions on how they will accomplish the activities in PE class because mostly it's asynchronous. And during synchronous class, we only have one hour and that one hour is spent you know, clarifying misconceptions, everything. So the performance part goes back to their asynchronous. And what I need is that when they perform, I need to be able to show them how to show it to me. Because sometimes they get to take their videos half body only. So the full body performance or execution of a skill, I need to see it also. So I've, I've been learning how to teach how them how to <laughs> So that's, right. that's my weekend. <laughs> If you shoot your video in a half body, you also get half grade. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should add that uh, as the part of my instruction at the end. <laughs> right. How about you, Lisa? Well, um, so I've been because I'm on vacation. I've been hanging out on Twitter more now, and so mm -hmm. I'm actually looking for because I'm teaching a new grade next school year. I'm looking for activities that will, especially for building relationships with students, because I haven't taught um, an earlier grade. Uh, the last time I've taught an earlier grade was a long time ago. And so I just need to um, find ways on how I can do that with CISO or how I can incorporate Flipgrid with that. So I'm trying to figure out what are the... Um, social emotional activities that I can use to build that mm -hmm. so yeah that's okay. what I've been learning this week well that's uh, that's really oh Mary stop Mary yeah. yeah so I think Mary's connection is uh, intermittent oh hello beautiful cat 
Yep. <laughs> My cat. Yes. Right. So beautiful. So, yeah. So, so um, I've been, I've been, I've been looking at all of your Flipgrid posts, and so I, I also need to figure out how to do that, and like how to. Yeah. Ayan, and I to, think we um, out for uh, for a bit. Sorry, yes, guys. Okay. So, so we were just no, sharing. Right. Lisa is sharing. Yeah, so I was just saying that because um, Riza has been posting a lot about Flipgrid and mm-hmm. I'm thinking about how to use that, but I need to train my students exactly how she said it earlier, like you have to train your students first how to do certain things before you're yes. able to actually get the skills that you actually need. And so I need yes. to figure out how to do that. So yeah. Oh, nice. At least, yeah, sometimes knowing the tool but you know here's the thing with uh learning uh yeah or learning technology sometimes you just really have to um but have at it leave them to to explore it like just give them the the pathway of of what they need to do explore the rest and and i think uh for my first question on on our um, weekend habit, just to give you a background there, everybody, this is stage two. When I'm saying stage two, it, it means that we already had stage one. Diba? Last week, we actually discussed um, a design thinking, creation of the challenge. So when you're design thinking, you need to make sure that you marry yourself to the problem. So last week, that's all we talked about. We talked about problems. We talked about discovering problems by understanding what the school wants or what you would like for the school, what you wish, and what your gripes are, what your complaints are, right? And then we tried to frame those challenges. And right now, our theme actually, uh, last week we didn't really clarify the theme, but I'm clarifying it right now. Our theme is creating a culture of innovation in online learning. Para mas tighter tayo. So we, we uh, create a culture of innovation in an online learning environment. That's a... Uh, there are problems around that that we're going to need to navigate. And today, we will be doing interpretation of the challenge. So we have our first question here. And the first um, thing about interpretation is um, understanding our first question here, which is, syempre hindi yung introduction, Which is sharing your impressions. <laughs> sharing your impressions in your conversations with users about your wish and your gripe. Like, what was the most memorable and surprising story? Because we interviewed our, um, we talked, basically interviewed to talk to our teachers and our students, and they would have wishes, they would have complaints. Uh, sila yung focus natin eh. So what was the most memorable and surprising story that they shared with you around this online learning thing? Mahirap ba? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> In all the reflections of my students, they would always say they find, you know, exploring the applications challenging because they were learning at, they were learning and using it, they were learning how to use it, and at the same time learning the content. So, uh, they were having, you know, confusion on how to manage the use of the, the technology in class as well as learning the content in all the, the subjects. So imagine my students having 11 subjects in a week and all of those subjects uses different applications for right. the whole week. So they were... Right. And, and then at the first... At the first they introduced right away... Uh, they introduced right away learning playlists. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Students got confused how learning playlist works because yeah. even if even if you you put an instructional video, but if you did mm-hmm. not really require them to f- complete or finish watching how learning playlist begins or is being managed yeah. or being used, then a lot of my students sent me messages, Miss. My learning playlist got lost, it got erased, did not save, things like that. So those are some of the, you know, challenges or should I call it gripes? Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good though. I mean, it's nice to be able to identify that because identifying right. that is always the first step. 
Yeah. And now that you right. start to share it with your teachers now, oh, you need to make sure that these are things that the students already know how to do, or at least are being taught to learn before uh, the actual um, lesson. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of difficult. Now you're learning two things at the same time. Yes. Um, so, mm-hmm. it, yeah, remember last week I said, I wish we had one full week of technological fluency before we introduced them to the content. But then... That's a good word. I that. You put that in the technology. I learned a new word. I learned, I'm, I'm totally tweeting that. I learned a new word today. <laughs> technological fluency. Oh, I got it from Miss Pana. Yes, technological fluency. She mentioned about it in the in the different icons of of seesaw. So so that made me realize. Oh, I think I just let my student dive in into seesaw without introducing, you know, the different icons that could help them. So what I did, I posted an assignment activity that could introduce them to the different icons. Because some of them would say, uh-huh. Miss Risa, I find Seesaw hard. So things like that. Because yeah. I'm using three three applications all at the same time. With flip uh-huh. flipgrid, they don't have any problem. But with Seesaw, there is yeah. because there's a lot of uh, tabs that they need to go into and it's their first time to to be using that application. So I'm giving them mm-hmm. the whole term to adjust. So if they don't get to respond to the activity, I just uh, remind them. I don't really require them. Oh, you're not yet done with this. When are you going to finish this? So it's, I think distance learning for me, it's not really about accomplishing the requirement, but you know, trying to to get along with it and trying to, you know, to just be with it even if it's challenging because everything right now is challenging. Yes. Right, that's true. Uh, how about you, Lisa? What's your... Um... Well, I'm, not, I'm not in school right now, so I can't, I can't really have... Um, I haven't really had any conversations. But I remembered... Observations. Um, but I remembered last with, um, what with Brisa said. Um, uh, it was my first time at the time to teach fourth grade. And I didn't know, I mean, I knew that it was their first time to have a laptop. So in our school, the MacBook is introduced fourth grade, right? Wow. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know the students I'm so didn't ingen- have any skills. Me too, Mary. <laughs> yeah, so for us, it's fourth grade. Oh my God, I wish that our schools would have that same standard, but... Uh, unfortunately, we need to kind of also adjust to our yes, challenges here. Right. Like we, we live in the Philippines, and there are challenges. And I, I really wish that. <laughs> I know, but I cannot. I really cannot call us a third world country anymore. I'm, I, no, I, I read not a, anymore. Not anymore. Not I anymore. read this book, no. Max. Uh, I forgot the name of the book. I'm gonna remember it later. But it was really amazing about um, the daughter of the author of the book or part of the one of the authors is the daughter and she created something called the dollar street where you can really look at the spectrum of poverty and wealth and what it looks like at both ends of the street so if if all the wealthy and all the poor people lived in one street what would it look like Mm-hmm. So, what will the street look like from one end to the other end? So, for example, what will the bathrooms look like? What will the shoes look like? What will the families look like? What will the vehicles or transportation look like? And you can really see that every single country, they have the same progression across the world. So, sabi nila, their finding is that we are not supposed to be doing a category, parang categorically you should not be putting countries in the first world third world category anymore uh, it was a different categorization which is really interesting i'm gonna find the the book and then i'll share it with you after this or maybe i'll put it in the comments right after or the description box everybody if in case you're interested to know more about that um so it's more like it's, a continuum 
Yeah, it's it's a really interesting theory that we are not really poor. We think that we are, but we are no, the not. country itself. I mean, our second problem, second the biggest problem right now is obesity. So if if obesity is your second biggest problem, it means you have money to buy food, diba? Right, right. <laughs> so that's that's just it. But um, let me go back to my chat. I have my second question actually right now, which is um. Oh. Mary, we have Pilar from Monterrey, Mexico. Is that oh, Pilar, yeah. I, I tagged her a while ago. She said, I have been learning a lot lately, and today I edited a video on a mobile device. That's a first. That is true. Uh, sometimes you really don't know what you're going to learn until you start. Um, yes, until you're, you're thrown into the situation. Let's, let's welcome her into the chat. This, Hi, Pilar, and welcome. So much multitasking happening here. Yes. <laughs> and so much multitasking. That's what we do. And I actually have my second question up already, which is finding the themes. The thing is, when you talk to many people, many students, many teachers, you will find commonality in the themes. And one of the things that you do in design thinking when you're trying to solve a challenge is trying to find what the common ground is and trying to find what is this common problem that everybody has that you know maybe you should solve that first before anything and like what Riza found out from the students they need to learn you know technological fluency first before um yes. before they can delve into the lab i really love that yes. phrase it's gonna stick oh, to oh, me the whole day <laughs> <laughs> i I was really super surprised when I was uh, taking that course because it really struck me. It made me realize yeah. that I did not prepare my kids for the particular skill and then the asynchronous task asked them yeah. to use it. So yeah. when I met them the next time, I introduced everything because okay. I feel that the whole term, I will, look, I will lose it if they don't really yeah. know how to explore and navigate independently so we do not want our kids to, to you know to always depend on us on how to do this how to do this how to do this although we encourage them to really express if you need help you can yeah. email me you can things like that right. but at some right. point we really want to empower their learning because yes. distance learning really empowers them if we teachers give that opportunity but if you know uh, honestly speaking education in the philippines some will some might argue with me but really most mostly it's really spoon feeding so what i've noticed so i think not all teachers do that it's just that right. it's the system or the culture that right. that pushes us to practice spoon feeding to our students so right. uh to, to really um, go away with that as teachers, that's our responsibility, you know. So if you want to learn something, ask help from someone. If you're asking help, that doesn't mean you don't know anything about it or, or you are lacking something. When you're asking something, you are actually empowering yourself to give more to your students. Yeah. So... Um, to answer Mary, I'm just gonna answer this. Which issues were ob obvious for our online learning? My experience. So mostly, parent feedback um, said too much homework. So too much, too homework. much homework on the first two weeks of online learning, which yes, which I think was not really good because when you're transitioning kids from the long summer break without nothing, you know, without the, those academic. Uh, context and then you start school and then you give them a lot of homeworks already it's like oh they, they they need that quick shift when you should have let them blend slowly gradual then, yes gradual yeah. thank you for the word aliza mm -hmm. there so that's my that's those were the issues in my experience right. too much homework yeah which so, i think Aliza, what could you say? Too much homework yeah. for me, my personal yes. opinion, not my school opinion, is that right, right, what right. does that homework really want to achieve? 
Right. Is it just right. really content, content, content? So, yes. I, for now, my experience, content is not much important if your student is, you know, dealing with stress because they cannot cope with mm. the, too much homework. You know, when yes. they check their Google Classroom and it says there, uh, assigned, 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 because they were not able right. to turn in or it was missing, it gives them too much stress. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it's the same with Seesaw because there are notifications. It's a red button. Yes. It appears there like if you haven't submitted the work. So you'll mm-hmm. see that number adding and adding to it. So because I have children as well who does online learning. And I've seen it with my youngest. My youngest at mm-hmm. uh, last, last school year was second grade. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like at the beginning, she was very engaged. Like she loved it. She enjoyed it. She loved Seesaw. And then, as the notifications kept on piling in, like, I've noticed, like, she's suddenly lost interest. And this is, you know, yeah, so, like, this, um, my daughter is always, like, always excited to go to school before COVID happened. But then, when we switched to online learning, it's like she switched off. So, you know, there, there are different anxieties that come up with online learning that you only learn when you're in it. But, but you know, if you're outside looking yes. in, you can't see that. So I think, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, like what Riza did was listen to her students, listen to her parents. I feel like that is really important. Like we have to tune right. in. We have to tune in to what uh, our learning community is um, is sharing with it's us. When it comes to, yeah, their personal yes. experience. And as well yeah. as equity to equity to access, I don't have internet connection. Like in, yes. in the Philipp, like here in the Philippines, internet is, is you know, especially when it rains, it's like so bad. So mm-hmm. we have to take into account all of those things, and we have to strike a balance. Like, how much do we push, or how much leeway mm-hmm. do we give? Like, mm-hmm. or do I really need this homework submitted like right now? That's you true. know what I mean? Yes. So like there are yeah. things that we need to to figure out as as we go along through online learning. I feel yeah. like um, schools and teachers at the very least must be flexible when it comes to requiring their students um, to, with the activities. Yeah. They have to kind of space it out or at least yeah. go at it. Because everybody's adjusting, not just not just the teachers, also the students. Pilar was saying something on her A1. Um, as an answer to our first question, she said, yes. just today, someone tweeted Sorry. about wrong expectations of students. I couldn't copy the whole thing because I'm only limited to 200 characters. So she yes. said, um, and I fear that my school would celebrate the wrong ideas and I'm feeling apprehensive about my school's direction during online learning. So she's uh, apprehensive about the school's direction. I think uh, a lot of people are sharing the same um, yes. concerns, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, concerns and apprehensions. Yeah, hey, we've got somebody hey, that's right here. Hello. Hello. So, Hello. welcome. Uh, we're welcoming Alfonso Omaguva to the stream. And he is uh, just right in time because Pilar Hernandez, one of uh, our. Um, one of the people who replied in our Guru chat, this is what she says. She said, I fear that my school would celebrate the wrong ideas and I'm feeling apprehensive about my school's direction during online learning. I think this is so perfect for you to react to, Laffy. So I'm going to ask you. <laughs> uh, well, there are a lot of there are a lot of feels about that. So much feels. I have, I have a Hashtag lot of feels. Yes. Hashtag Google. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. How how do we answer this? Like, <laughs> I for what me being the rebellious me, I would say no. We we remove that. But um, hold on. Let me. Yeah. Sorry. Just getting into the zone again. Moving from one to the next. Um, yes. While you're getting into the zone, um, we did discuss. Um, while you're getting into the zone, get into the zone, Muna Lafi. And then yeah. um, our next question for uh, uh, Q2 was actually finding the theme. And uh, uh, as a result, like Pilar even said this one, she said, obvious complaints mm-hmm. came from 
poor class management, resulted in failed synchronous sessions. Students complained about boring classes and teachers about poor behavior. So that's, uh, that's honestly true, Pilar. Especially the poor behavior, but uh, and boring classes. That's why you really have to infuse movement. Sorry, yeah. guys. I'm just glad my classes are 45 minutes long. So it's not so long to be long. It's not so short. That to be short. short. Yes. Yeah. Hours. Hours. Yeah. It's an hour, and they mm -hmm. have, they only have 15 minute break in between, and after that. An, another an hour so if mm -hmm. during my synchronous my kids would say yay it's speed time we get to move even if it's tiring <laughs> because you know for two hours they get to sit and then on the third hour that's my class that's the only time they get to move so yeah. imagine oh. imagine imagine the week that they don't have be so because yes. we i do uh one week after the other so if i met them last week this full mm -hmm. week this week, this current week, I did not meet them. So that mm -hmm. whole week, they didn't have any physical activity unless they do physical activity with their parents. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming they do. So yeah. that's yeah. what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I was talking to my French teacher um, because we we have French classes and since we get um from alliance francais so uh -huh. they have like three r classes he has three r classes with my grade 11 and 12 students so that's he's online for six hours with a break just in between the in wow. between those six hours that's so i so said cool. again yeah i know i thought well i external he's an yeah. external person so we had to really work with their schedule so i told them um, why don't you have breaks in between and you know since they're learning French they're learning French why don't you do like French uh, do exercises in French with them so do yes. jumps, jacks, and then they count in, in French yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. nice so, idea yeah. Laffy yeah because I was telling him that um, it, it's going to be tiring for the students and they need time to zone out for 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 a couple of minutes because it gets the eye strain this is terrible also that's true okay guys let's just pull back um i've got <laughs> I, i'm actually two four already so but but i'm gonna go back uh, to our q3 because we haven't answered this yet making sense mm -hmm. of our findings like um if that's the theme that you found do you find contradictions to what the users say about online learning to what you know your opinions are uh, in differing opinions because I, I really like what Pilar was saying about that she said I found that school's expectations fall on mm -hmm. teachers performance not yes. on student yes. movement so schools are expecting teachers to come up with a change of well of classes quickly without providing appropriate PD or professional development mm -hmm. for them that's a mm -hmm. it's a real big thing I mean uh, for me my, my my beef for this is that uh schools still think that buying technology is going to make them techy yeah i just came from our so rex web yeah i just came from a rex okay. webinar and a lot of the a lot of the participants are asking like what's the best way what's the best way or what's the most effective strategy or app to use and i, I my message yeah. is always it's pedagogy versus tech and pedagogy over technology. Yay. Yes, Lana. Yes. Like yeah, and it's always like it good teaching comes from the teacher. If you know what you're teaching, if you're really mindful of um what you're teaching and what's yes. the best way to teach I it, agree. then none then no amount of technology will help that will 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 replace you basically most definitely it takes a teacher hashtag it takes it for everybody mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. that is true mm -hmm. i'm reminded by the quote of uh Kaurus, george mm -hmm. Kaurus, you know technology in the hands of a teacher can be transformational mm -hmm. so because yeah. 
it's really the teacher. The technology just helps you. Yeah. It's you right. as a teacher makes a difference. So even if you're adept in all of these technologies, but your students cannot understand and cannot feel your sincerity, mm-hmm. they wouldn't. They wouldn't. You know, even try. So, and the gestures. So the technology. Mm-hmm. The, your gestures in in online learning because yesterday I had a student who felt upset of I of the way I called in the class. So mm-hmm. um, this student left our group our group chat because uh, she 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 didn't feel great about what happened. So I had to send a particular video just. To appear just for her, yes, right, right. Because mm, right. there is, there is no way. I mean, we do, Google Hangouts do not have a video message option. You, mm-hmm. you can right. just have you. You need to call if you want to have a video. And I think uh, to to video call, I'm not sure if she's ready. So I just have to prepare a personal message. So um, online learning has so many ins and outs, so yeah. many gray areas. But I think it's really the teacher. But because as teachers, we are also human. So don't be mm-hmm. too hard on yourself. When I got the message, I was really worried. Was it something that I did? What do I do? Because it's going to be weekend. And I'm worried that uh, something that, my, that happened to my student that would affect the whole, you know, the whole school year for her. So I really have to right. try to do something, even if you know. Sometimes I say you feel like it's your, it's your fault, but sometimes it's really just the system or, or it's just the something happened. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I just tweeted something um, uh-huh. on Guru Chat. Right. Yeah, it's um, a tweet by Ken Shelton. He shared this post. A post was shared with me about how to include screen time in a student's grade. Oh I saw that. It's just yeah. so bad. While yeah. I will not put, uh, so he goes That's here. Too bad. Each student will receive one point for logging into le- into the lesson on time. Another point for having and keeping their video on. Another for staying on screen and another for keeping their eyes on the screen. So that's just terrible. <laughs> I mean, I want to know how it's going to happen in the public school. I really have mm, no yeah. idea. I'm scared Although, for. I'm scared in August twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that's, with my that's why I've been wanting to invite Pen because she's from the public school system. Also, JD Mercado, JD, if you're watching this, I know that I posted something on the Google Educator group. So, if you're watching this, JD Mercado of. Uh, uh, Mandaluyong, Deped Mandaluyong. Please join us in the next. I welcome you. She's a Google certified innovator. Eh? Yeah. It's amazing. I saw his tweet. He was mm-hmm. uh, conducting a webinar for the whole Mandaluyong teachers. I actually followed yeah. him. He, yeah, he does the one the GEG Philippines. Yes, he's the one. And the nice thing about it is that I still remember. Uh, <laughs> what was people saying? She said, that's the wrong things I mentioned in the tweet. <laughs> no, but don't worry about it. You said the right things. We basically, we feel everything that you're feeling. We're all in the same boat here. Yes. Don't worry. And don't worry about it. And the nice thing about, um, what was that? Uh, GD. GD, I, I still remember the the very first time that uh, uh, he he did the Google training was in Google uh, Teacher Workshop in Panay Island wow. in Iloilo. We did it in 2014, and I was so happy about how he developed throughout the years. So um, he really kind of pursued this with with the yeah. <laughs> and I then now. Really more teachers would join the GEG Philippines. So I checked it out. Uh, mm-hmm. There's only nine followers still. And I was thinking if it's still going to be active because maybe the one handling is not yet 
you know, uh, ready you to, to really post or get engaged with a Filipino teacher. So I'm curious because my nieces, one would go uh, modular or they have learning modules in August. And yeah. the other one, I'm not sure yet. She's grade 10. So I'm not <laughs> sure if they're going to use um, distance learning with technology because internet in the province is way, way too bad than we experience here in Manila. So it's always buffering. But last April and March, they used Messenger to just complete yeah. all the tasks. So yeah. I wouldn't know how Google Classroom would work in a province set up when you don't have that internet. So DepEd, if you're listening to us, please provide internet to the schools because it's your responsibility. I think they're gonna go, I think they're really gonna go modular for a lot of places. And yes. Uh, and the thing about it is, oh, for the GEG pala, you did say that in GEG Philippines page, don't go to the page, go to the group. The group has around 4,000 members right now. So, uh, it's the group of... Uh, the group? I was Mary, I was on talking the about the Twitter. I don't ah, do... Twitter, no, not the Twitter. A lot. No, they don't do they don't do anything on Twitter at all. They only... Uh, I don't know. Because because, because uh, Lisa, most of the teachers, they go to uh, Facebook because it's free. The data is free for Facebook, so they have access. Right. Right. And that's why most of them are active in Facebook. So they okay. mostly join Facebook pages, but in some, still, they are not interacting. They're more okay. of liking and, you know, Tapping the heart yeah. side, things like that. But, right. you know, right. interactions really matter, especially yeah. now. So, I I really want to encourage everyone to, you know, speak up. Yeah. Voice out your your dilemmas, your things that that's worries true. you, things that excite yeah. you. That's really great because um, I, I just want to share something here about um, Abishire joined us. And this is yeah, what he said. He said um, he, he's uh, an instructional coach joining in from Australia, from Chennai. And something that he learned is creating resources for individual teachers for PD is hard. And he's basically using Wakelet right now to um, to share resources. But, you know, Wakelet is an amazing tool to use for curating any resources. So for any of the teachers that are watching this, if you have not tried curating resources before, there are various uh, tools out there, but Wakelet is one of the, you know, really good ones for uh, just adding resources about, to the page. Yeah, so let me just share something about Wakelet. Uh, I yes, have a, a, my fellow nerd from previous from she's already moved on and he shared with me via dm on twitter when i posted um that uh, when i posted that tweet of thinking about using ig as a portfolio a teacher portfolio yes. um because yeah. um i always look at how we can make our social media presence positive for us yes. as teachers as a teaching couple yes. because my husband is a is an early years teacher so, and I yes. am a primary teacher. And I feel like his um, classroom activities is um, translate better as an IG story, as mm -hmm. pictures, because of all the crazy things that he does. Like he always wears yeah. costumes. He's always oh, uh, so he's nice. always doing something. Like he's all, it's always an action. They're always doing something like cutting, right. and, you know, like it's always something actionable. And I feel like that translates better as an IG story than with yes. me. If I'm teaching, a, let's say, a reading workshop, then that would translate yeah. better, not on IG, you know. So I like, I need to find some things. And then he suggested I should use Wakelet. So then mm -hmm. when I submit resume, I can put that link. And yes. Together, IG, <laughs> we have resources. This is who we are as teachers. To kind yes. of have online presence. It's a great portfolio. Yeah. So it's like a curated. No, yeah. So it's curated, and here is who we are as teachers. And you know, if I were to be so blunt, yeah, because I am Filipino. Go ahead. It's difficult. Yeah, because I am Filipino. I don't have the right support. 
to be honest, as an international school teacher, it's difficult for schools to hire us because we're not native English speakers. Yes. So that is something that the, the, the government itself, like they don't um, provide visa. It's not actually the school's fault sometimes. So they, the, the government would say, oh, you know, like this person is not a native English speaker, so he or she cannot teach in English. So blanket, no, you cannot, cannot allow um, teachers from the Philippines or from whatever country. So no, I didn't know. For me, yeah. So there's, uh, yeah, there's an obvious. So inequity yeah, around that colonialism mentality there. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you know, that's true. It's definitely it's finding the right school partner. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely finding the right school for it. That's that's a good thing. Oh, uh, I just wanna I just wanna pull back a little bit and uh, just go back to my last question here. Uh, oh, I think it's the fourth question, but it says share an unexpected moment in online teaching that made you. Um, do you want to answer this, uh, uh, Lisa? Any unexpected moment or reason? Sit up and pay attention. Uh huh. So. Well, because so mostly. Yeah. Go ahead, Lisa. You first. So for me, uh, what made me sit up and pay attention is when the children said, "I don't know how to do that." Yes. So, I, I'm sorry, I didn't teach you. So, you know, it's again coming back to technological fluency, to what Rita yes. has been saying. And, um, oh, I, you know, being mindful of teaching the skill first. If this is what I want them to do, what are the skills that I need to teach them in order to achieve yes. that or to present that? Yes. So, that yeah. is something like um, it made me realize that, oh, hey, you know, like I need to pay attention to what my students are saying. Yes. So, that, that <laughs> made me up and pay attention yes yeah so, so Mary, I, last one? I yeah. have my uh, oh we have another one there are some people again joining andres andres yes. just joined and my yeah, last question here is making insights actionable so para sa and Riza. but for now i'm just gonna say hello to andres uh from uh, melbourne we've got some australians joining so let's uh I've met Mary, I've met Andres in our APEC workshop in Hong Kong 2018. So wow. he, has, he has a workshop about a particular sport. So I attended his session and we've been connecting. So we recon reconnected after I joined back Twitter this yes. summer. So thank you, Andres. He's very supportive and insights about this. So my insight is really after reading 260 reflections is to really go back to uh, teaching the skills because that really is their concern right now. I th they cannot mm -hmm. submit a particular task that I'm asking them to do because um, the instruction, my video instruction lacks um, a part where it shows them how to add text in the video, how to position themselves. So that's something that that I have to think through and work on so that before term mm -hmm. one ends, at least they have one particular skill um, practiced or improved for this yeah. distance learning. But I'm really not expecting too much from them because as I've said before, the realities of everyone is different from each other. So some of my students, they have great support from their parents. Some, uh, they do it on their own. Some uh, don't have that access to internet uh, yeah. so much. So they have internet, but sometimes it all, it's intermittent. So they try to yes. use data internet, which is really not good when you're having synchronous or when you're trying to accomplish a synchronous task because you know uploading videos takes so much uh, bandwidth and internet um, so connection so that's it right that's that's going to be yeah. problema for the whole term movement i'm just gonna highlight what Shire was saying he said like seeing, uh, seeing how violent parents can get 
it tore my heart to see how students were being yelled at or hit to pay attention to the classes. Like not all parents, but there were a few. So you can basically see it because you know they're on the on the call with you. This made me want to empower myself more on imparting online engagement strategies. Yeah. Well, Pilar was saying I had a student that fell asleep. That's what she said. And yes. yeah, we, we have to ask to make our. It, it's really up to us to make your classes a lot more engaging. I think when I'm wanting to frame uh, the insights that we have right now, like we've just discussed so many of these challenges and what we need to be able to do in order to move on to our next stage, hindi tayo move on eh. We cannot move on to the next stage until we really are able to frame how might we, and you know, Lafia has so much experience trying to frame the how might we. One of the ways you can do it is you, you ask yourself, what if? That's a really good question to ask also. Like, what if we, of course, don't put a solution there, but, you know, it's a it's a good uh, start to ideate. Because yes. our next stage is going to be ideating next week. We're all going to be ideas, ideas, ideas. We're just going to put forth ideas about how to engage or how to solve these issues. But today, we're just talking about the issues. Um, Pilar said it made me realize my classes needed to be dynamic. So how might we make our classes more dynamic? dynamic. It's a really good, uh, you know, question for you to have, Pilar. And uh, that's something that we can take to next week and and understand, like, how might we make our classes dynamic next week? Right. So right. Uh, I just want to just go because this is 10.21. We have a few more minutes to go. So this has been a really uh, vibrant discussion, though, about challenges considering um i have something here uh ship it for a uh, ship it or rip it so for those people who are not aware we do a ship it or rip it every week we always have these two either applications or yeah. tools that we put together and try to see will they work together or will they not work so ship it if they work rip it if they don't work what do you think ship it or rip it pdf files and google slides oh i've never mm-hmm. actually used PDF files. My hugotian for me, the reason why I'm putting it there because uh, there were some teachers who were asking me, Mary, how do I like make my like paper worksheets into online worksheets? There's really no difference yeah. into how they want to use it. Can I just PDF Mary, it? And those I sorry, I did I freeze? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So can it. you repeat what A you just bit. said? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, the the teacher was saying, "How do I, how how do I, uh, track? Parang transform, not really transform, but really, just transfer. make the work, make the work transfer, make the worksheets and export them into uh, you know, a PDF and then put them on Google Slides. Can that work? <laughs> and I was thinking. That's why my, my primary gripe here is summer. Like, a lot yeah. of the teachers are still in the substitution stage. They're yes. just substituting something for a digital thing, but not really um, define, not really changing the way that they teach. Not so, really creating, not really producing. Not right? really creating. Yes. Not really creating. Yeah. Um, podcast PD is here. They said you can bring them in and you can export slides to PDF. Therefore, you can use slides to create so many types of documents like ebooks, and you can leverage slides for laying out your pages. You know what I learned though? If you have a worksheet, I'll make it fillable. If you want to have at least a little bit more engagement, I'll yes. make it fillable and then ask the question of why. Think mm. why are you doing this or why? If you're matching it, for example, yes. why this and not that? And right. Uh, that gives me an idea, though, Lafi, that we should make a tutorial on how to make a fillable <laughs> Google Slide using a PDF. Yes. I might do that today. I might do I will, that. I will learn all about it because I also want to create fillable PDF <laughs> slides. Same with yeah. me, Lafi. Although in CISO, you can do yeah. that. Yeah. So, no, I, 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 uh, I do have fair so deck. Right. Fair deck is uh, it's uh, I mean it's not fillable. You still need an internet connection, but it, it's almost there. <laughs> but right now, Mary, uh, we use 
PDF files and Google Slides for the weekly learning guides of our students. So we turned the, the Google Slides into PDF files with hyperlinks on okay. the lessons of each uh, classes. So uh, it's a ship it for yeah. me ship for, it, yeah. as a hyperdoc. Yes, ship it for me as, as a hyperdoc. But uh, it's a worksheet. It's just a guide, yeah. a learning yeah. guide, but not a worksheet. Because mm -hmm. worksheets, yeah. there are so many applications already. How to do that? You have the quizzes, you have the Quizlet, you have Kahoot. So use those, yeah. and you get analyt analytics rather than the worksheets. Yeah. You have to check one by one. <laughs> That's true. You have to check one by one. I think this would be great for more. Um, uh, let's say if I have a story or, or if I'm flipping my classroom and I show them a video first and they watch it asynchronous and then during the and then I give them a, a slide that has a PDF file embedded and then I ask them like what do you think was the most important part of this thing and then why do you think it's the most important do you think the characters are more important do you think the dialogue is more important like and then trying to explain that like things like that I think would be a better application of than the multiple choice kind of thing because there are better right. ways to do that <laughs> better ways to do that definitely um i've got some uh, how might we's here pidar said how might we keep our students engaged in class how might we be able to prepare classes for online learning and still have a normal family life yeah <laughs> what's normal what's normal before during the face-to-face -face class i only get to do 7 to 3 45. right now i mm -hmm. extend until 7 pm there's no more boundaries so and i realize that i really have to be strict on my work hours yeah that's true i told that's my true. students if you send me an email at 3 59 i'm not answering it because that's next to 4 p.m. and I don't answer any work-related <laughs> stuff after 4 p.m. Right, right. Yeah, it's, so, it's uh, very yeah, but popular. Actually, yes, but actually, I think for, for me, uh, if you're, because yours is grade 11, so they're independent, so, but for the mm -hmm. lower years, I think they still need guidance but yeah. they have they still need boundaries so right now yeah. we're close to 5 p.m because yeah. uh, because they're on to the worry side they are worried that they don't know mm -hmm. how to do it so they keep on emailing until 8 p.m 7 p.m so so because because yeah it goes back to you, you do not wonder them so now they keep bothering you how to do it so things like that so uh the the school is now leaning into you know putting a time bound like 5 p.m that's it mm -hmm. right yeah that's true so i just want um i i'm three minutes into ending this so i'm i just want to thank everybody who joined us today in the chat i think andreas wanted to join us again next week so please tag him again he said tag me again next time this was fun yeah. he's giving me lots and lots of uh, are you a GIF person or a GIF? Are you of the GIF team or the GIF, GIF team? Because it's put lots of GIFs in here. I'm GIF yeah. too. I, I just don't understand GIF the GIF team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the GIF of them moving. <laughs> uh, a lot of yeah. I still like GIF better than GIF. Yeah. And um, um, yeah, yeah, my daughter and I would argue about it because she's a GIF person. GIF. Yeah. And she's like. It's graphical interface, so it's GIF. And I'm like, the person who invented it said GIF. <laughs> yeah, better is the same. There's another team, actually. Um, I was watching this YouTube video, Great Big Story. The guy who does the pronunciation in the National Spelling Bee. And he was given the GIF GIF card. And he goes, it's G-I-F. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so I uh, just want to uh, tell you guys that uh, we are gonna we are sharing our stories today, and we would like to thank you all again for for joining us. And the next week, like I said earlier, next week we will be um, doing ideation. So design thinking stage three next week. This is 
It's a really fun one. And also, next week is going to be the unveiling of the Weekend Habit hashtag Guru Chat website. Because Ooh. we are... <laughs> We have a new wow. website. Yes, I need your bio, so please send it to me. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. I am a decent one. Pilar, let us know if you want to be part of the live stream next next week. We would love to have you sure. here. Oh, sure. Yes. Um, the more the merrier. more the merrier. We can have up to... Uh, 10 screens well including the screen that i'm sharing so that means nine people on the live stream so we can probably do that next time so everybody if you miss this uh if you miss this whole uh chat don't worry because this is still going to be saved on uh, facebook and on youtube and if you're more of an audio person don't worry again because we uh, are on anchor we are on spotify uh Google Podcasts, all of your favorite podcasts. Um, so it's anchor.fm slash guru chat. But in the future, you only have to go to theweekendhabit.com. So next week, uh, if you go to theweekendhabit.com, you'll see the archive of all of these chats and live streams and podcasts that we are creating out of this. There, Pilar is saying, I'd love to send you a DM. Yay! Right, so thank you everybody and we'll see you again next week for another edition of The Weekend Habit. Bye-bye! Bye! I won't be late next time.